0: Thank you for plugging into this Family Life News podcast, streaming issues-driven, family-focused news.
1: This is Faith Under Fire. Each Thursday on Family Life, we give voice to religious battlegrounds in this nation. I'm your host, Tracy Lynn. With us today, Matt Staver, founder of Liberty Council. First of all, if you could just tell us, what retailers are Christmas-friendly this year?
0: Well, Walmart has been one of the leaders. Uh, They were a number of years ago when we launched our Naughty and Nice list on the Naughty list because they censored Christmas. There was no Christmas trees. Even their cashiers were told not to reciprocate with Merry Christmas when customers initiated that greeting. But then when we launched the Naughty and Nice list and the Friend or Foe Christmas campaign Walmart to their credit, reverse course, and they have been acknowledging Christmas early and often. So there's a lot of stores that are now on the nice list that used to be on the naughty list. There's only a smaller number, interestingly, because there's been a huge migration to stores that were literally censoring Christmas, but they've now started to acknowledge it. And that's been a trend over the last several years.
1: Yeah. And would you like to rattle off a few that are also on the nice list?
0: If you look at Walgreens and CVS. Walgreens kind of flips back and forth. CVS has been on the nice list. We'll see what happens this year. You also have, obviously, Hobby Lobby, lots of stores like that. Other stores, JCPenney, they have moved over some time ago to the nice list as well. There's a wide variety, and we actually have a list of these, and we continually update some of these stores at lc.org forward slash Christmas.
1: Excellent. Thank you. So would you also clarify for us, Matt, when it's legally okay to include a nativity scene or other religious imagery in the public arena at this time of year?
0: Well, you know, up until this year, we always had to struggle with this case called the Lemon Test. And the Lemon Test, with regards to publicly sponsored nativity scenes on public property that required some kind of secular symbol of the holiday. So you could have a nativity scene so long as somewhere nearby you had Santa Claus or the Christmas tree or some other secular symbol. That was essentially the test. It was not a very precise test. It's been around for 51 years, coming back to the 1971 lemon test. But this year, based upon our case that we took to the U.S. Supreme Court involving the Christian flag case out of Boston, the lemon test has been overruled. So frankly, there's a lot more freedom for cities and local governments to have nativity scenes and to celebrate Christmas. There's always been a lot of freedom for individuals to do so, whether in the public schools, students, choirs, presentations, or having standalone symbols or displays on public property sponsored by individual citizens or organizations. That's always been very open and lots of opportunities there. But it's been in the public sector that we've had more issues. Now, however, there's a lot more opportunity because the Supreme Court not only overruled that 51-year-old lemon test, but they said we need to go back and begin to interpret the Constitution amazingly according to its original meaning. And having a nativity scene is certainly not an establishment of religion by any stretch of the imagination. So this year, we have more freedom to have religious symbols and celebrate the real reason for the season than we've ever had in the last several decades.
1: Well, that's excellent. Matt, what would you tell us about Christian Christmas cards at school when it's peer-to-peer?
0: When it's peer-to-peer, clearly there is no restriction, although that doesn't mean that there have not been issues in the past. Some schools have tried to ban Christmas cards that even say Merry Christmas. They've even tried to ban in the past red and green because they said those were Christmas colors. We've been able to get involved early in those situations and resolve the situation. Clearly, though, when it is peer-to-peer, student-to-student, handing out Christmas cards or something else like that, it is obviously permissible as long as you do it during non-class time, in between class or When class is not actually in the instruction period, you don't want to be doing that in the middle of math class to interrupt the math presentation or science or whatever it may be. But as long as there's free time in between class, before and after school, during the lunch hour, there's other times as well. Students can hand out Christmas cards and students can certainly participate in choirs pageants, presentations, and sing Christian Christmas songs during this season. So there's a lot of opportunities, including for teachers. Teachers can have a nativity scene in the classroom, talk about Christmas, and talk about the religious aspects of Christmas, particularly the Christian aspects of Christmas, in the same way that you would talk about the 4th of July and the origins of the 4th of July.
1: Yeah, excellent point. And do the teachers need to have additional things, like you said, about the lemon test?
0: Well, historically, up until this year, the teacher would be like the agent of the state. So they would be like the city having its own nativity scene on its own property. So you'd have to have some kind of secular symbol of the holiday nearby. So if the teacher in the classroom were putting up a nativity scene, you would have the same thing, Santa Claus or Christmas tree somewhere nearby. But this year, all of that has changed. You can still do that, no problem, but it's not required anymore.
1: Again, excellent information, Matt. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners about our First Amendment rights or faith as we head into the Christmas season?
0: This is an amazing time of the year, and it's the real reason for all of our existence, the birth of our Savior incarnated into humanity to pay the penalty for our sins. So this is a wonderful time of celebration. On the other hand, that's why there's so much of an effort have been for decades and for millennia, frankly, to censor this particular aspect of the holiday and to secularize it. So I think not only do we celebrate it, but we also have to be very vigilant That's why we launched the Friend or Foe Christmas campaign. It's a much different situation we see now than it was 20 years ago when we first launched it, and it's a much different situation we see now with regards to retailers. I no longer take for granted, for example, when I walk into a store and I hear Christmas music that's Christian in its orientation. I see Mm -hmm. a Christmas tree, believe it or not, that actually says Christmas tree because it wasn't like that a number of years ago. They secularized everything. Christmas trees became holiday trees. There was no Christmas music at all that was religious in nature. So don't take any of this for granted. Make sure that you make your voice heard in a positive way. And then also, if you don't patronize some of these retailers, say like Barnes & Noble's or Dick Sporting Goods, Gap, those organizations that censor Christmas and they've done so intentionally, let them know why you're going to their competitor this time of the year.
1: And again, one more time, Matt, that list...
0: The list is the Naughty Nice List, and the Friend or Foe Christmas Campaign also has information about what you can do both in the public sector as well as in the private sector. It's lc.org forward slash Christmas.
1: That's Matt Staver with Liberty Council. I'm Tracy Lynn, Family Life News.